Welcome to Life in Balance. I'm Ken Miles, pastor of Kitchener Waterloo Christian Fellowship. We all know that life can be hectic, and sometimes its demands can pull us off balance. The good news is that God has given practical insights in His Word for keeping life on an even keel, despite the pressures we may face. This program is designed to help us understand and apply God's wisdom in our everyday lives. Good Friday, everyone. This week we have been talking about the third foundation stone to a life of significance, and that is strengthening your resolve. If we are going to live the life that we desire and God desires for us, then we have to strengthen our resolve. The key verse that we have been using for our thoughts is from Galatians 6 and verse 9. And it says, Let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. It's not just a matter of starting something, but we need to finish it if we're going to reap. A plant has to come to full growth before it can yield its fruit and harvest. And so with our lives, if we're going to have the fruit of significance that we want, then we must finish the process not grow weary while doing good. Yesterday we begin to look at Matthew chapter 26 and verse 41, where Jesus is praying in Gethsemane with his disciples. He comes to them and finds them asleep, and he says to them, Watch and pray lest you enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. In this situation, the disciples had a right motivation and a right heart. They wanted to pray with Jesus. Their spirit was willing, but their flesh was weak. They couldn't carry through in what they wanted to do because of the weakness of their flesh. Now, this is exactly where we find ourselves as Christians. There are many things that the Lord has prompted us to do, and we want to do them. Our spirit is willing, but we do not do them because of the weakness of our flesh. We grow weary while doing good. Now, Jesus here gives the answer to his disciples in this situation. He tells them to watch and pray. The solution to overcoming the weakness of our flesh is to watch and pray. Now, yesterday we began to talk about watches and watches of the night. As a city slept or as an army is encamped for the night, they set up watches. And in the scripture, there were four watches of the night dividing the night into four areas because no one person could watch the entire time throughout the night because of the weakness of their flesh. They'd fall asleep. So it was necessary to involve several people to watch in order to cover the time period of the night. So in our own lives, we need people to watch with us. The dictionary definition of watch is to look after, to protect, to guard. We need to guard our resolve. We need to guard against any influence that would come in and keep us from doing what we should. Yesterday we gave the example of Moses being on the mountain. And when his arms were up, the battle went for Israel. But when his arms went down, the battle went for the enemy. And so Aaron and Hur came alongside and held his arms up, overcoming the weakness of his flesh, so that Israel would win the victory. Now this is exactly what we need. Listen to me today. 
when you have a right desire and you want to do what God wants you to do, your spirit is willing, but you find yourself weak in being able to accomplish it because of your flesh, you need someone to come and watch with you. You need someone to lift up your arms. You're not able to do it on your own. We need someone to come alongside of us. Oh, if people could just see this. There are so many Christians who have failed and are not living the life of significance that God wants them to live simply because they are too independent. They have not connected with others. They have not availed themselves of the help of other people to hold up their arms to carry through on what they should do. We're not meant to do this on our own. We are meant to be with others to accomplish the things that we should. The Bible tells us to forsake not the assembling of ourselves together. We need one another to do what we should do. Otherwise, we're going to be weak. Why do we persist in trying to accomplish things on our own when we keep failing in doing it? It's like a person trying to move a piano and they're struggling to move the piano. And you say, do you really want to move it? And they say, yes. And we say, why haven't you moved it? And they say, because I've tried. And every time I try, I fail. And so you say, well, why don't you get a few other people to help you? Oh, no, 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 no. I, I, I'm going to do this on my own. I know I can do this on my own. We would scratch our head and, and we'd tell the person, why don't you give your head a shake? You need someone to help you do this. We wouldn't think of moving a piano down a flight of stairs on our own because we would say our flesh is too weak to do that. Then why do we persist in trying to accomplish great things for God on our own and then wonder why we can't do it? We need other people to come alongside of us. Matthew 18 and 20 says, Where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. What does this mean? Does it mean that when we're alone, the Lord is not with us? No, he's with us individually. There's a presence of the Lord with each one of us. But why is this saying where two or three are gathered together in my name, I'm there in the midst of them. Because when we come together, something happens in the midst of us. Something happens in the connection of our being together. There is a special dimension of God's presence that we experience when we are together. That we do not experience when we're apart. It's a synergy. Psalm 133 says, Behold how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. And then verse 3, which is the last verse of Psalm 133, says, For there God commands the blessing, even life forevermore. When people dwell together in unity, God commands a blessing there. Something happens when they come together. There is a synergy released. We all know this aspect of synergy in that the whole is greater than the sum of the parts. If you had two ropes that each held a maximum of 50 pounds and then twisted them together and see how much weight they would hold, they would hold more than 100 pounds. See, if each rope would hold 50, you would think by putting them together, they would hold 100 pounds. But they hold more than 100 pounds because something happens in the unity. There is a synergy that happens that increases the strength of the rope. So it is as Christians. We have a power individually, but when we come together with others, 
there is released an additional power. The scripture says that one will put a thousand to flight, but two will put ten thousand to flight. If one would put a thousand to flight, two should put two thousand to flight. But the scripture says two will put ten thousand to flight. This is the added blessing of unity. This is what God wants us to experience in our life. I cannot stress this enough. I have pastored for a number of years, and I have seen people come to the Lord and begin their spiritual walk. I have seen people go on and be successful and do mighty exploits for the Lord. I have seen others that seem to stumble and and struggle with their spiritual life. What is the difference? I tell you, as I observe, I find that those who go forward have thrown themselves into the life of the church. They have knit themselves together with others. They are gaining the strength of other Christians. Those who struggle many times are the ones that do not connect. They have an independent spirit. They're not at the meetings. They don't involve themselves in the life of the church. Listen, it's like a river flowing. If you're on the edge of the river and get into a little eddy on the shore and all you're doing is going around and around and you wonder as you look out into the river and sense the current flowing by, you might say, well, why don't I feel the current of that river? Well, it's because you're on the shore. It's because you're by the edge. You're in a little eddy by the shore. What you need to do is get out into the center of the river. Feel the thrust of the current. Listen, many times people do not experience the power of the Spirit because they're on the fringe of the river. They need to get out into the center of the river, out where the current is flowing. And if you want to experience all that God has for you, you need to get in the flow of the church. You need to involve yourself with others, not just in name, but in reality. Join your life. Have heart connections with other people. Share your life with other people. Watch with other people. Have other people watch over your life and you will be successful. You'll overcome the weakness of your flesh. Now, the second thing that Jesus said to do was to pray. He said, watch and pray. And this aspect of prayer is very much similar to what I've already said. Listen to Matthew 18 and verse 19. Again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they may ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. This aspect of prayer is to be done in unity with others. It will strengthen your resolve. It will encourage you. It will release God's power. It says when we agree on earth, it will be done by my Father in heaven. This doesn't mean that God doesn't answer individual prayer. Certainly he does. But there is a power in united prayer that's not there when I just pray on my own. Listen, many times we do not feel the effect of prayer because we don't know how to pray. We need to be like the disciples. They asked Jesus to teach them how to pray. We need to learn how to pray. Prayer is not just getting down, putting your head down on your arm, and reciting all the bad things that are happening in your life, and then at the end saying, Lord, help me. That is not a prayer of faith. That's a prayer of pity. That's a prayer of fear. 
We need to pray the prayer of faith. You need to see what God wants to do and declare it in prayer. You need to pray the purposes of God into a situation. Don't just recite all the negative things that are happening in your life, but see what God wants to do, declare it, agree with someone else for it to happen, and you will see that power released into your life. Well, our time is gone today, but I hope that you have benefited from this. How do you strengthen your resolve when the spirit is willing and the flesh is weak? You need to watch and pray with others. We'll continue on Monday. I'm Ken Miles. Bye for now. Life in Balance is a ministry of KW Christian Fellowship. We are located at 1000 Bleams Road in Kitchener. We would love to have you join us this Sunday for one of our services. The times are 9.30 and 11.30. Just go to our website at kwcf.org to register and to check out all our other activities. We have events for children, youth, and people of all ages. Our mission is to connect people with God and each other so we may fulfill our purpose in life. Till next time, may God keep your life in balance.